Good evening, and welcome back to the Diz Dads Podcast Plus. I'm your host, Aaron Ripmaster, and with me tonight in the Man Cave, recording Diz Dads Podcast Plus number 54, are my co-hosts, Willie Crocker. Hey, guys. Welcome back. And Tim Hicks. Hey, howdy, hey. And our special guests, the Diz Dads Club Convention crew, uh, we have Joe Masters, Top of the evening, gentlemen. And the uh, Canadian cohort led by Terrence Hawkins. Aloha, y'all. Hope you're having a good evening. Aloha, y'all from the Canadian. Hey. <laughs> it's about, hey. about as confused as it gets. Yeah. Uh, all right. What's uh, in your glass? So, uh, you know, uh, as as uh, the intros there hint, we're going to be talking some more Diz Dad's Glove Convention X here in a moment. But before we do that, I do need to thank our podcast sponsors. The Diz Dads Podcast Plus, as always, is sponsored by Wicked Mouse Travel and by Mouse Master Travel. Both agencies are authorized Disney vacation planners, and Wicked Mouse Travel and Mouse Master Travel would both be happy to help your family plan your next Disney destination vacation and make sure that you get the best value for your experience. So the next time you're ready to head to a Disney destination, reach out to mousemastertravel.com or wickedmousetravel.com. And hey, if you're in Canada, you should probably reach out to Terry at... Terry at terrythetravelguy.com. All right. Uh, so as we said, we're going to talk some more about Diz Dad's Club Convention X. Uh, this is our 10th annual gathering over Marathon Weekend at Walt Disney World. And um, let's see, why don't we throw it to Joe to just kind of give us a quick summary of where things stand with the planning. So, you know, things are moving quite along. Uh, for the guys that know for a fact that they're coming, right, there's a large contingency of guys that have uh, booked rooms at Kadani. So this is probably going to be the largest gathering of Diz Dads in a single resort in the past 10 years, right? Uh, there's, I would say about 20 guys, uh, that are rooming together or, or have, you know, rooms, what have you. Um, there's still about, uh, six or seven guys, uh, only in the house. Uh, so the house is not filled up yet. If, if you're looking for the opportunity to come be a part of the convention, you want to do part of the convention on the cheap and not actually be on property. Um, you know, reach out to me and we'll have a discussion about what the cost for the beds are for the week. It's, it's flat rate, really, right? You're paying for a bed, whether you're there for four days or 10 days, because uh, we do have the house for a total of 10 days. Um, but it, just that opportunity to save some coin and, and make it possible for you to enjoy your time uh, during the DDCC. That's uh, a great opportunity. Already to, at, right? Well, yeah. And, and a great opportunity to, you know, exercise your Disney math skills where, you know, the average cost per night, at the clubhouse gets lower the longer you stay. Absolutely. You know, I'm doing uh, twin beds for two fifty for stay, right? So do the math, right? Ten days, a total of two hundred and fifty. You can't stay anywhere. I'd, I'd challenge to say you probably can't even stay at your parents' house for that cheap. Well, <laughs> you, you can't. You can't rent a locker at Universal for that for twenty five dollars right. a day for ten Not days. That we want to. <laughs> well, I mean, it'd be a tight fit, but you know, of the four of, or of the five of us, you probably got the best chance of fitting, Tim. <laughs> yeah, don't don't bet on that. <laughs> I'm not fitting in a locker. <laughs> Let me out of here. Uh, but yeah, so there's there's twin beds still available, a couple of full size beds, I believe, still available, and at least one queen or king bedroom still available for a solo room, if you're interested in that. Uh, so again, if you're looking for 
uh, a more economical way to come visit and stay in DDCC, look me up. Let's talk about, you know, a room for you or a bed for you at the house. All right. And uh, Terry, so I, I know that, of a that, deal. that you're on property this time, um, right? Or are you, you at the clubhouse? Yeah. No, I'm uh, I'm over at Kadani uh, again this time. Uh, best lodge in the park. But uh, I got to tell you, the, the clubhouse is the best house off property. It, it looks really amazing. There, uh, Joe drove by past it uh, on his last visit there. It's looking really good. Um, but yeah, there's about 25 of us uh, right now booked in over at Kadani. Uh, that's counting just the dads, not the uh, not the right. Family spouses members. and kids coming. Yeah. Right. So wow. Hey, Joe, so that, tell that's us about our... the house. How how big is the house? So the house is uh, two story. It's got nine bedrooms in it, right? So it sleeps uh, what 21 people total. Obviously, some of those beds, many of those beds are double occupancy because they're king size, queen size, or even the full size beds, I would imagine. Um, that gets you up to 21. But uh, I, there's I, six I get bathrooms. to with Carl. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Carl, Carl's trying to figure out where he's going to be. I know he has uh, on property room the first half of the week. And then he's also paid for a bed uh, at the house for the second half of the week uh, for, for the week following the actual convention dates. So, <laughs> okay. He's getting the best of both, bo- uh, the best of both worlds, and we're getting the worst of the uh, conventioneers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Carl. You know we just pick on you. So we wouldn't do um, it if we didn't love him. So, Joe, talk a little bit about the the you know how things are day to day at the house. I mean, you know, most of us who co- go down to Walt Disney World are are used to the the on-property resort experience. We have there's a certain rhythm to it, and I and get the sense that the rhythm at the house is a little different. It is. Uh there there's typically two groups of people at the house, right? So one group will be those rope droppers early in the morning get up, go hit the parks ASAP. There's usually at least two or three guys in the house that have cars, either because they rent or they drive. Uh, I typically always drive in January just to make sure that, you know, there's plenty of seat room to get some of the guys from the house back to the parks. Uh, I am one of those guys that likes to sleep in a little later. Uh, as many times as I've been to Disney World, including the three for 2021 already, and I'm fixing to hit number four in August. <laughs> um, I'm just not one of those. I got to get there and see it ASAP. It, I typically consider... Uh, my summer vacation in, in January, part of my true relaxing vacation time. I'll catch up with you guys when I get there. Uh, so if there's anybody who else that likes to sleep in late or just not, you know, jump up first thing in the morning, uh, there will be a second group of guys that typically comes in, you know, closer to 10 o'clock because, well, we're trying to make rope drop at Dawa. Um, sure. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's a great illustration of, you know, what we really started talking about last time we talked, which is that – you know, Diz Dad's Club convention isn't one thing, really, right? right. It's it's a, a little bit different thing for every person because everybody has a little bit different uh, priorities, a little bit different experience. Um, and, you know, Tim, for example, is currently working on replicating the Chris Papchek experience. Exactly. <laughs> everybody has a special touring plan. <laughs> yeah. what, what's that That's phrase okay. there, Joe? Everybody gets to vacation the way they want to, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah, we started saying that probably about DDCC 6 or 7, right, when uh, we were when we first did the house the very first time, there were people asking about the very same questions, right? How do we get back and forth to the park? Who's driving? You know, what time are we getting up and all that stuff? And it's we, we started having this phrase that says, look, if this is your only vacation this year, if you've elected to use the DDCC as your only vacation opportunity for this year, or maybe it's your fourth one this year, whatever the case may be. It's your vacation. Do it the way you want to do it. Don't let the, the group dictate how you spend your time. There's going to be events. There's going to be rides. There's going to be meetups. And it may not fit everybody's schedule. But we have so many of them that there's multiple opportunities for you to come hang out with us. That's the thing. There are so many great opportunities, and we just when, – whenever we can, we get together. We have a good time. Wherever it is, whatever we're doing, we make the most of the situation. Right. Absolutely. And frankly, some of the best Diz Dad's Club convention experiences that I can think of were relatively unplanned. You know, they're just things that we happened upon while we were there. Right. The, the whole uh, Mr. Penguin 
thing started. Oh, yeah. That was totally impromptu. That was uh, uh, Michael Perry grabbing the penguin as we headed out the door and into the Uber into uh, going into the parks. And it turned into one of the uh, one of the best days I've ever had in the parks. And I hope my wife and kids aren't listening. Uh, (laughs) But (laughs) that that was truly a phenomenal day. And it's one of those things that aren't aren't planned. And it just grows organically from this incredible group of of, uh, guys that go down. And like we've said, you know, we've been doing this for 10 years now. Uh, this is the 10-year anniversary. And, and that particular event, that that Friday, I believe it was, Friday or Saturday, when, when we brought the penguin into the park and, and the group pretty much stayed together inside Magic Kingdom, Disney recognized and Disney found out who the Diz Dads were that day. We've never <laughs> been more recognized, more popular than that particular day. Yes, they did. Cast I'm members were calling us out on the radio. Uh, park services, the cleaning crew were, were running across, you know, areas to kind of get in our photos with us when they heard we were trying to take photos. It was just amazing the amount that they gave back to us to make our day special in the park. It was re- truly amazing. And for those people who are listening who may not understand just how philanthropic the Diz Dads are, this is what we're about. We, you know, we go down there. We have a good time together, yes, but we also – donate thousands of dollars to give kids the world and we donate our time to give kids the world um it's a very special thing it's special to our hearts we have a dis dad that has had to uh be on the receiving end of give kids the world and that's just something that it's part of what we do during the dis dad's convention it's uh it's just part of our philanthropy yeah hey terry do you happen to have an update for us on uh what the plan for give kids the world is going to be i know that organization of that was delayed a bit because they closed down for a while there during the peak of uh, COVID. Yeah, it is still uh, a bit up in the air. Um, they've they've now taken our information and that and uh, David Van Cleve, uh, who organized the first volunteer uh, session there and has organized that uh, every year since, um, is working uh, closely with Give Kids the World Village right now. Um, and we're trying to see whether or not there is the opportunity for us to volunteer there this year. Uh, it may not be in the same capacity as as the first volunteer year. It may be closer to what uh, was done at DDC 9, where um, a bunch of the dads went in and devoted. Geez, Joe, how, how many hours were you guys there? Uh, untangling? It was a typical you know, four-hour schedule, right? Four-hour window. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you remember last year, Give Kids the World did the the Night of a Million Lights when actually it was closer to two or three million lights. Um, there was a lot of effort and a lot of time frame getting ready for that event that happened over the month of November, December. Uh, that got put up over weeks and weeks. And then after it was all said and done, they needed to tear it all down. So <laughs> even though there were no families coming to the village and the village wasn't open for uh, wish families at the time, the dad still volunteered. We went on property and helped tear down some of the lights and clean up the mess and, you know, trying to get the village back to the way it was. So uh, we were looking at the same thing this year. Apparently Make-A-Wish is still not sending families to the village yet. Um, so the families that the wish uh, that village is doing is, is through other smaller organizations and direct connections. Um, don't know what things will look like in January, if, if that'll change or not, but we're still willing to put four hours on our time on property to do whatever it takes. If that's lights again, we don't know if that's going to happen again this year. Maybe that's painting. Maybe that's uh, yard maintenance, who, whatever it is, we're willing to volunteer the time just to keep the village uh, pristine and, and ready for when that wish family start coming back. That's great. Yeah. And, and then, you know, some sort of, of participation by the, the Diz Dads in something Give Kids of the World related has been, you know, part of, Diz Dads Club convention since the the very first one, um, you know the the first couple of years uh, we actually did a, an online auction uh, of some items that uh, raised some money for Give Kids the World. Um, gosh, we may have to look at, at bringing that back at some point. Um, what we'll to to think about that? I don't know if we've got enough time to ramp it up for this year, but but maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, it, in in any case, uh, you know, it was very heartening to see that relationship with Give Kids the World progress and to to get, you know, so many guys to get the opportunity to actually physically help out, uh, you know, on property there. Right. 
uh, at the village. Yeah, throwing throwing money and raising funds for the organization is is just pure heart. But taking it to the next level and actually going and volunteer, getting to see the village, uh, getting to be a part of these people's lives, uh, getting ready for breakfast and the and the services we've done for those families uh, during the end of their week. Um, it gives you a much more a bigger appreciation of what the village represents for these families who are going through these uh, trying times. And, and this one week out of their life where we're doing the best to make the smiles and the memories uh, for critically ill children who, who are probably spending way more time in the hospital than they are anywhere else. Yeah. Um, it just, you know, it tugs at your heartstrings to know that you're doing the best you can. And, and it, even then, sometimes the best is not going to be good enough, but you make the memories happen for that moment. And that's what's important. We're doing the very best we can trying to make magic, trying to make memories. And that's what it's about. That's that's what all of it's about, right? Right. And that, that transfers not only at the village, but, you know, again, we talk about the Dizdaz hanging out specifically in Magic Kingdom because it's so much easier there. Uh, that, that particular park is so much more family oriented when we're all traveling around and we're keeping a sharp eye out for happy birthday buttons and anniversary buttons. Because You know, Disney's big about acknowledging buttons. Uh, so the Dizdads, you know, in the past couple of years have gotten together uh, on a particular Magic Kingdom day and made sure that as a group, we've sang happy birthday to the little kids whose birthday it was and even the big kids. Right. <laughs> and it brings such a smile on their face to be soloed out. <laughs> yeah. Some people have uh, anxiety and, and, and fear of being publicly acknowledged. But when it's just their happy birthday and it's just a bunch of goofy guys, it does bring a smile to their face either way. So um, obviously you know, one of the big differences in terms of the ability to plan this year is that we have a, a big change to the, the ADR deadlines, right? I mean, you know, most years we'd already have locked and loaded the, uh, oh, yeah. the DizDad ADRs. But, uh, you know, the, the, at this point this year, the window hasn't even opened. Um, is, is there, is there a, a plan in place? Is there, you know, um, Sort of alternatives to some of the decision, you know, some of the places that that have been traditional Dizdad, you know, sort of gathering meals. Because I, I know that capacity yeah. at the restaurants is is one of the biggest challenges right now. Um, yeah, you're you're right. You know, um, that that is the the biggest challenge to planning this year is dealing with the fact that. Uh, uh, so much of the park is is shut down, is not operating at, at normal levels, but we know that by January, they likely will be. Um, so we have plans in place um, and we've got backup plans and we've got backup plans. <laughs> it's, it's a very fluid planning <laughs> situation this year. Um, but but it is starting to shape up here a bit, so it's it's looking very good. Um, what, one of the other factors with this year, you know, is we're not looking at our normal numbers of, you know, twenty five or thirty guys. We're looking at uh, uh, on the low side of about forty forty five distads. Yeah, I mean, it um, sounds like you've got uh, you know over thirty with reservations already. Yeah, um, and we've got. Uh, you know, possibly up to 70 or, or 80 people going to attend some of these events when we include the the family members that are coming along. Um, so finding the proper venues that that can fit those numbers is is a little bit different. Yeah, that really um, does get challenging. I mean, you know, it used to be we were like, well, gosh, we've got just enough to do a fireworks cruise. We should do a fireworks cruise. Yeah. And now, you know, you you take up like, four barges right yeah <laughs> and and knowing too that uh that what the guys would really like to do is you know some of us haven't seen each other in uh in a couple of years um you know and we've got some first-time attendees as well so we're looking for more social environments um which you know used to be great with, with the picnic at the house um that we'd have but again, if we're looking at 50 or 60 people, um, we can't have that as a gathering in the house yeah. this year. So that, uh -huh. that that's beyond capacity of the contract for the house. So, right, right. Yeah. 
Yeah. The only way I saw him try out to see if we can have build more than 21 people in the room. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, but I was thinking if we got to the point where we had so many people off property at the house and we could actually fill two houses, then combined between the two properties that we could get a side by side, then we could probably handle that many people between the pools and the patios and, and both houses. But, right. You wouldn't feel guilty in the neighborhood rolling yeah. people in. That would be amazing if we had that many people. And there's still room. There's still time. There's still time. We're still in July. Uh, There is. The largest contingency of guys being on property is kind of, you know, it's bringing that that possibility of doing dual houses way down. uh, Right. It does make it challenging. And, you know, we can talk. There's there's some interesting um, possibilities in um, Disney Springs, for example, that – you know, or people don't always know about. Um, uh, House of Blues has several uh, different banquet room type places that you can you can use. Um, and although I haven't actually had the opportunity to get in there and check it out yet, um, you know, Willie and I share the experience of, of heading that direction and not actually making it in. Um, but the uh, new City Works, um, which is in the old uh, NBA or which space is that in? It's in the. It's not the NBA experience. It's the. Um, I forget. It's a big. The point is, it's a really big place, and they've got a hundred beers on tap. So it's it sounds like a very Dizdad place, and it's a huge space. So I have yeah, to guess. It's gone, it's gone through so many changes. I forget what was there before. Yeah, I, mean, I forget though, what was hilarious. before too. Um, but in any case, um, City Works. I, I, I need to, to try to do some more research on that one because I got to think that they have to have some some you know private dining room spaces. Just just you guarantee them eighty people. Yeah, I mean, well, just because of the size of the place, I'm sure that they've yeah. got. Even you know, if forty people don't drink, they're still making a fortune. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we're yeah we're working on some pretty pretty good plans here. Um, and and does not so- drinking? Seriously? <laughs> no, I know. But, you know, I was just, you know, some people have a 18 or 17 year old. 14 year old in tow. Yeah. No, if you if you look around on Disney's websites from anything from their meetings and events to their wedding pavilion planning. Right. There is no shortage of spaces. Yeah. Everywhere. This in is true. every single park. Right. There are lofts. There are convention rooms. There are. Uh, party rooms, lounges, and stuff that that they're not open to the public on a daily basis. You don't even know those spaces are there. Yeah, although so I will say this: found a good list of them. I, I will say this: one of the things that we learned early on doing Disney's club convention planning was that one of the downsides of our particular uh, timing, right? The fact that we gather over marathon weekend is that um, a number of spaces that are normally available for private events. Um, get snapped up by Run Disney because yeah. they have all these sponsor events and things that, um, you know, take up a bunch of spaces. I, I remember distinctly trying desperately to get us a, sp- a space to do uh, an Epcot dessert party. And the the rep finally came back to me and said, you know, the problem is Run Disney has dibs on all of them. Right. Yeah, we we were still hopeful that uh, that Run Disney that this one was going to be a uh, still a virtual, a virtual. Um, uh, and that's strictly from a pure uh, disdad convention uh, <laughs> selfishness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, selfishness. But uh, uh, yeah, with it with it coming back, we do expect things to be a little bit busy. Um, but we're looking at some some plans are a little bit out of the box so good well exactly there's a lot of pent-up demand that uh is just starting to flush itself out now and you're seeing that in the parks you know the the capacity being a little more than anyone anticipated to be right now so um there's a little bit of that and we'll see how long it takes to really get that flushed out of the system yeah the other aspect is, you know, Disney's still in the rebuilding phase. They're still hiring cast members, trying to get all of the kiosk and all of the events and all of the, you know, restaurants back open. Exactly. Uh, so that's got and priority, hotels. right? So that's where all the yep. people are going. So when you start talking about doing special events and, and group event things like that, there's just not 
a plethora of cast members for the catering side of the business right. to make things like that happen. So we're, we're, we're hopeful. Again, we keep looking for expansions and updates to the event possibilities. There's a short list right now today, uh, and they slowly keep growing. You know, sure. Terry's working with uh, event planning services, trying to get a hold of somebody to kind of run some numbers and, and do some counts for us. We'll, we'll see what we can come up with. Like you said, we're going to be a little fluid. Um, if, if it doesn't pan out to what we really think we want and do, then, you know, we'll pivot and come up with something else. There's no shortage of places to go, places to hang out. We may have to spread out a little more than we want to, but we're still going to have a great time. There's not been a failed convention in nine years. Nope. Ten that's, <laughs> that's what we do as distance. We just go with the flow because we're dads. We figure it out as we're going, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We make it work. So um, let's see. So are there any any more solid plans from you know the last time we talked? Things that that you're ready to to talk about that you know weren't weren't firmed up before or absolutely. Dawa Bar is open and they've got bacon again. So you know we've got that plan in in place. Yes, <laughs> and what every, everything beyond that is just kind of bonus, right? Well, yeah. see, my problem is that that I have to decide whether I'm ready to give up my Dawa Bar boycott over the loss of the Sunrise Cocktail menu. No! I mean, I understand that that you know they had to end it after you know Terry and I drank it all. Um, <laughs> well, but, there is but, that. But you think they could restock after a few years? You know, we gave right. them time. You think you could we, like we hit them pretty hard? Please, 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 can I have? <laughs> yeah, thinking conventions back, right? You look at look at how we've you know tried to make something out of every little place on the way, right? So for probably about five years back, maybe a little less, uh, the, the the primary place we used to go was the hangar bar, right? We always loved to go to the hangar and get some hangar bacon and try that out because it was relatively new and exciting. Uh, and then and then. Dawa grew in popularity. Nomads came along and Nomads grew in popularity. It just became a cool place to sit on the patio, hang out and sip some beverages. Um, it, it, it's interesting to watch over the years how some certain places have become popular sure. as we've rotated around favorites. Hey, and I did menu. see uh, Bellevue Lounge has reopened. Yes. Yes. Sweet. So, nice new interior, redecorated. They gutted the entire place with the exception of the flooring and the and the bar counter, but they've taken all the furniture out, redid everything. Oh, wow. Uh, all nice and neat in there again. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, awesome. Nice. Yeah, you got a good look at that, right? You were staying. <laughs> yeah, you were staying, staying in the right room, across right? from it, I believe. Yeah, well, I, I feel like we need to we need to have, you know, a, a CJ Fregola memorial event at Bellevue. Absolutely. There's, there's always at least one night when we think we're doing some form of Pub crawl, bar crawl, or something where we we pass by the Bellevue and just go in for a drink. Yep. yep. Uh, and just as often as not, somebody, uh, usually Carl, will uh, order an old fashioned and offer it up for CJ. We miss him. Uh, uh, you look at July of last year when Mike McCabe was down for my fiftieth birthday. He even uh, on the Bellevue balcony spilled his drink in honor of CJ. I think he, he didn't beat. <laughs> That's what it turned out to be, right? <laughs> the ghost of CJ reaching out and making sure it happened. <laughs> um, so let's see. What else can I ask you about this year's uh, event? So really us trying to figure out what we're going to do for a group event, a special event, right? Knowing that the capacity wise is too big for a barbecue at the house. Right, right. Trying to come up with this. It's really kind of swayed what our plans are rock solid at this point for uh, dining and, and ADRs. So typically for the past nine years, we've pretty much kept Beer Garden because of the size of that restaurant and their ability to sit, you know, eight, 10 of us, 12 of us at a table, depending on which size tables they give us uh, all together side by side and really occupy one corner of the restaurant and then with uh, the Musica band, really get to raise our voices, clink some glasses, and have one of the most amazing meals we have all week, right? Um, 
So looking at, you know, potentially if we can come up with a venue that could occupy the guys for that large number of people, it might replace uh, beer garden for that Thursday night. The idea being that, you know, being a weekday night would lower the cost instead of it being on the weekend. Sure. Uh, and then gives us a little more flexibility for Friday and then Sunday for the day. Uh, considering that Saturday may be again the day we choose to do Kid Kids the World volunteer and right, so you want to leave it for, open for people to make that choice, right? Well, there's always you know just coming from Willie, you can go to Guy Fieri's and get chicken nuggets. Willie, <laughs> <laughs> you do want nuggets. people to come back for eleven, right? <laughs> so, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> We could have the chicken nugget eating contest. <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. well, but but, but how do you that. count that? I mean, at least with at least with the shrimp walls, there was something there to measure afterwards. Yeah. Size of the bones, right? Right. 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 <laughs> Way to go, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we could come up with something. <laughs> oh. But no, it, it, it's still there's plenty of time, and you know. Like yeah. you said, the, the ADR window is still a little bit of ways away. They've shrunk it on us. And so we don't have to have all that stuff figured out six months out like we used to. That's true. Um, it's going to be it's, it's, it's going to be a challenge to nail it down this far in advance still. Like I said, with a, with a cast member staffing growing and the, and the park options growing uh, as they hire more people and fill it in. But I'm uh, confident we'll come up with something. Um, so, so being good friends. I don't remember say being good friends with the ambassador really helps because if if you guys don't know, right, our, our 2021-2022 ambassadors, uh Allie and Rayvon, we met Rayvon in DDCC seven when Mr. Rayvon. Yes. And has become a really good friend of the group. Um we've kept up with him as he's grown from uh guest experience to VIP tours, uh to to park services and now the ambassador. Yeah. For cast members in Disney World for 2021-22, such a huge accomplishment on on his behalf. Um, but yeah, so I reached out to him just to kind of get a bug in his ear, just you know, with a, with somebody who's coming up in the ranks and he's in training right now. So there's a, a pretty good training program for the ambassadors to make sure that they understand what their new role is. Um, Terry, like I said, has also reached out to event services. So combined, we're we're trying to get a hold of the right people to make something happen. Sure. I'm confident you will. Um, so I don't remember. I don't think we talked about this last time. I'm a little surprised we didn't. But um, do we have a, a, you know, obviously everybody's going to vacation their own way, but we tend to have sort of an official park for for each, you know, day of the event. Not everybody visits the official park. But um, this year I know in some ways it's a little more challenging because, you know, it used to be easy to just park hop around, you know, whenever you wanted to. Um, and this year, you know, that that's a little limited. Um, you, know, you can't park, you can't park up before two o'clock and gosh, two o'clock, Joe might only be getting to his first park anyway. <laughs> Pretty good chance of that. Yeah. Well, that's um, me for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, we don't have the official dates in quite yet just because we are waiting for confirmation on these, uh, uh, special events. Uh, we do have, uh, you know, Mike McCabe has made his park reservations and, and, um, we've, I believe Randall and a few other guys have kind of followed suit, but, but they've all done so knowing that they may have to, uh, uh, change those. Um, so, but if people want to use that as a guideline, they can. Um, and it's not, uh, you know, we'll just, with the understanding that uh, things may have to change depending on sure. uh, on how things line up. Well, um, the, the good thing is that it's already become a little bit more, you know, uh, or a little less difficult to get those park reservations in place. I mean, when we were trying to get the reservations for the, the trip uh, with, you know, that Michaela and I took in June, um, literally there was one day during our entire trip that we could get a reservation at Hollywood Studios. Um, but with the, the capacity increases, uh, it looks like at least, you know, 
reservation availability at the moment is pretty wide open. I mean, the only days that I was seeing uh, any kind of significant limitations were, you know, October 1st and 2nd, right, where where for the anniversary dates themselves, Magic Kingdom yeah. and Epcot were, were right, right. Yeah. yeah, and uh, October 31st, otherwise it, things have been wide open, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I know guys kind of want to they're chomping at the bit to make the plans and stuff there. And, right. Uh, well, because we're used you know, to making no, them 180 days out, right? More than <laughs> you know, we're we're used to things being almost set in stone by, you know, by summer. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you go back to DDC seven or DDC eight, and we were we were picking houses back in February. We had the house half full by March, and you know, we already had dates and and ADRs ideas and stuff like that way before the window ever opened. Right. We were much more. Uh, familiar with the way things were because it was on the norm. And then now that everything's changed and all the openings, the shifting of park hopping hours and all that that's gone on in the past two years is, you know, yeah, made so it a little harder a little to be strange, solid. Huh? Right now. Yeah. Um, so, Joe, um, without disclosing too much of the shenanigans, tell us a good reason why people want to stay at the party house. Uh, well, again, the party house is more of an economical choice, right? Uh, obviously, anywhere we go, dads are going to have a great time. We are not a boring group by any means. Um, there may have been several DDCCs where uh, cops have been called because we're just too loud and having a great time. Uh, or, uh, no. Activities have happened and people have been helped back to their rooms or their resorts or whatever the case may be. Uh, we are guys, right? So there are moments where we try to do some form of beer crawl or whatever for those that enjoy to drink there are the guys that have families who do their tours um the house is 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 open and and the great thing about that is you know the refrigeration space and and the ability for like i said nine beds nine bedrooms uh about 14 or so beds if you will to to hang out together there's an amazing swimming pool and an even better hot tub uh, because that's one of my number one requirements when looking for a house is it has to have a hot tub. I don't care if it has a front door. It has to have a hot tub. You usually have either a culinary or a mixology mm, expert, shall we say, that sure. <laughs> that brings their own special twist to uh, the time that you have there, yes? And that's been helpful too, right? So, you know, we think about the years that Adam's been able to make it and he's he's smoked and brought – butts and pork and stuff like that to the house, uh, brisket even, uh, and help feed the guys. It's what made the picnics possible. Um, and then the years that Carl's been able to come and Carl's been able to do his sausage and, and, and the rubs that he's done down. Right. So there's always been somebody at least bringing some level of food last year. Wasn't so much because of, you know, the COVID and we didn't want anybody in the house or large group gathering in the house because of COVID. But, uh, prior years to that, you're right. There's always been somebody cooking or bringing some sort of food. And then between Adam and, and various others, let's call him Pappy. Um, there's <laughs> I was going to say Pappy. You got to call him going Pappy. To be alcohol in the house. <laughs> well, and and you know, I think one of the things about it is just the opportunity to, you know, hang out, right? The the camaraderie of it all. Because when you're at the house, yeah, everybody has their own bedrooms, but there's this really convenient sort of central gathering place. And you just have those opportunities. You you run into each other as opposed to, you know, even when there's 20 people in the same resort, you could be scattered all over the hotel. And, you know, you may, it, frankly, given the, the hallways at Animal Kingdom Lodge, you might never see each other. <laughs> Correct. The other thing right. the house provides, right, if you think about, if you look in the photos, there's usually like a 10-seater table. Um, and that's made great place for, uh, that's what she said, or Cards Against Humanity type games, stuff like that. Um, and then out on the out on the patio out by the pool is another pretty good, you know, at least six-person seating in the table for those guys that want to go out there and have a cigar and chat and drink and sip a little bit of rum or bourbon or whatever the case may be. It's just, it, again, it, it, it's very easy to facilitate those group gatherings, like you said. Uh, versus yeah. trying to hunt a place that's not already occupied by the other guests at one of the resorts. Yeah, when you're talking about Diz Dads, you're talking about a bunch of guys that we have one thing in common, it's Disney. Um, but 
the fact that we can sit around and we can talk about things. We can talk about more than just Disney. We can talk about life. We can talk about kids. We can talk about bacon. We can talk about beer. We can talk about whatever we please. And everybody's got something to add or to talk about in, in regards to what we're, you know, what we're discussing where we're sitting around talking. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it, it is a great social atmosphere in the house. Um, uh, you know, I I always cringe a little bit when 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 people do refer to it as the party house because it, it's not um, it's not like an animal house party <laughs> house, right? right. It's, well, it's, you're not going to pee on my shoes. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> well, no promises, Tim. But. Yeah. Um, you know, it is. Uh, uh, the, you know, there's a night or two that guys will let off a little bit of steam. Um, and stuff, but there's there, everybody's always respectful. If somebody's, you know, got to get some sleep, there people quiet down. You know, right. Uh, right. if, if somebody's sleep. not feeling well, you know, um, uh, there, there's that respect there to to look um, after them in that. Uh, that being said, um, I'm coming in New Year's Eve. Uh, Joe's coming in. Uh, I believe New the first or the second New Year's Day, <laughs> New Year's Day, um, and uh, eighty two West is is uh, on our uh, itinerary for probably yes. the second, um, oh, and we will be stocking the the house and and taking orders for guys that aren't sure they'll be able to make it over to uh, to Tampa. Uh, okay. Okay. While, while um, they're there, so if anybody that's not convinced, um, if they're bringing 82 West, you can be convinced with that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> right? I'm, t- tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Can't tell you you're wrong on that. It's um, yeah. So we'll, we'll be doing a run to to stock unofficial those. rum sponsor of the Diz Dads Clubhouse. Uh, yeah. Had him found them several years back, and we went over and visited the guys. We've actually met the owner because he actually hangs out at his own distillery um the the rum samples are very smooth they've got a lot of great flavors from the joffrey's coffee to the pineapple to the coconut the blueberry now it's just it's a neat little place a fun little place to hang out for a couple hours and just socialize and then you know the rum is not ridiculously priced right so talking 30 dollars a bottle 29 bucks a bottle whatever they charge you know bring several bottles back to the house and it makes for good mixings Mm -hmm. for whatever people like to drink um yeah I, I took I, a group of guys last year, including the year before. <laughs> so. I, yes. I, I've been out of 82 West now for uh, just about a year. Why is rum gone? Um, so uh, I am really looking forward to uh, getting over there and restocking myself. So <laughs> yeah, I've tried to get him to ship some to me. He won't do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah they, they don't come out of Tampa, Pensacola area. I mean, you can go to the, um, Total Wine and more locally within the Tampa, Pensacola area and find it on the shelves there, but they haven't been able to stock up enough. It's a gas station sized distillery, right? So they're not making mass production, which is why they can't seem to outgrow their local uh, distribution area. Yeah. yeah. Well, so Terry, will you be bringing Kelowna wine in with you? Uh, possibly. <laughs> I could. <laughs> I have to check on that. I, I can probably bring some down. <laughs> we'll have to discuss of what you'd like. There we go. Uh, nice. Sounds we, like a plan. We have grown here in Kelowna from uh, uh, when we moved here. There's about two dozen wineries uh, to about, uh, I want to say about 60 or 70 in the area. And we've added in about 20 craft beer and uh two or three distilleries so wow it's that's pretty good it, it's a little city of drunkards for sure <laughs> so are you bringing the <laughs> so are, we semi or are we getting a semi yeah yeah <laughs> right a it, semi. That, that's a weak drive yeah. for me though so <laughs> Let, let me load some oh, stuff come up on. for you. Oh, come on. Terry, come <laughs> on. You Just imagine a, a semi full of booze from Kelowna. I mean, and, and we could do like daily broadcasts of, you know, Terry the Bandit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Make, making the cannonball run. 
<laughs> from Kelowna <laughs> to Orlando. Eastbound and down, loaded up and trekking. <laughs> See if I can get uh, Andrew and David to, to be my smokey there. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I find myself in Montana here for a few weeks, uh, meeting my my new grandson. Thank you. Yes, uh, my grandson. I love him. He is so adorable. But okay, here we are in this little hamlet called Haver, Montana. It is like it is so tiny, and yet um, Montana is new to the whole brewery slash distillery scene. And they got three beer breweries and one distillery in Haver, Montana. And uh, yeah. So um, if I'm a little bit three sheets to the wind today, it's because I was like checking out one of the breweries today. They yeah. Have, you know, two more breweries than they have households. Exactly. <laughs> and everybody comes in for it. No, seriously. Um, uh, there's one here called uh, Triple Dog Brewery that has a vanilla porter that was to die for. Mm, and the distillery, yeah. that's where I picked up this uh, cinnamon rum I've been snacking on tonight. Um, I'm sorry, just uh, uh, advertising a little bit for Haver, Montana. But, hey, I would love to send <laughs> some of this down for the group. Seriously. Uh, the crew would enjoy this. Yeah, totally. but the problem is that if you were to bring any down to, to bring with you to, to the event, it'll be gone before you get there. Well, that's it'd be gone before we got to Iowa. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it'd be halfway, we, yeah, halfway there, and yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, back to the Pappy Turing plan. <laughs> yes, Pappy Turing plan. Maybe Pappy could like uh, uh, you know, go with me and make sure that some of it made it made it down there. Yeah, sure. Give it less of an opportunity. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Heard that. I know that's right. <laughs> no, I love that guy. He's been a great addition to the group. And again, he's brought a, a different personality and a different uh, uh, a source of entertainment for the group. He's, a, he's an amazing well, he, young man. Yeah, but, but so nothing like nothing group. like putting two stray dogs in charge of delivering the barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> um. All right, so uh, let's see. I guess um, it's probably a good place to start start wrapping up a little bit. But um, if you were to say, you know, now looking what this is, this is uh, we're recording this, you know, middle of July, so August, September, October, November, December, January. All right, so we're we're just outside. We're just beyond six months out um, from this. Um, plenty of time still for people to make their plans. Heck. You can't even book the return flight on Southwest Airlines yet. You could get right, there, right. but you can't get back. Um, yeah. There's time, which might be a sign. Uh, but, but you know, the the return flights I think are supposed to come out by. Um, well, they were saying September, but I'm going to bet they're out by August. Um, in any case, um, you know, if people are still on the fence, still trying to make up their minds, what what is and just going to kind of go around and, you know, what, what's the one thing that, that you would say to encourage somebody who's, who's on the fence to go ahead and, and make the decision, you know, to make their plans now? I'd say the highest thing in value is the camaraderie, the friendship, the, the socialization of the Dizdaz, right? You, you chat and post and, and comment with some of these guys, either through the Diz or through the Facebook group. Um, we have a lot of sick humor or good humor and, and and everybody participates it seems like through the facebook chat that i see the most of um if you want to meet these guys in person and come hang out and see who is really behind some of these names and faces then come hang out at the Diz Dads club right we've made it 10 years this isn't a fluke at this point right <laughs> it truly is a great group of guys who are believing uh fellowship friendship and family um and like i said earlier we we do give back while we're in the parks we try not to show our butts and get in trouble and uh, we want to make Disney know that, you know, we are here for them as much as they're here for us because we enjoy being those people. Uh, purse pants and all. Um, <laughs> yeah. So if, if you're not sure, kind of swallow that idea. Come, come, you're not come sure let it be your first time, right? There's got to be a first time eventually. Why not be it now? All right. So Terry, so what's your, what's your pitch? What's your, you know, six months out? Why haven't you made the mind up yet? Here's, here's what, what'll get you there. Well, uh, we've got a wonderful combination of anniversaries going on right now. We've got 
it's the 10th anniversary of the uh, Distad Club convention. Um, and there's going to be some uh, uh, one-of-a-kind events going on um, that we will not have again. Uh, combining that with Disney's 50, Disney World's 50th anniversary, uh, this is the chance here to uh, to pop in and see these guys. Uh, it's a wonderful group, really, truly amazing. Um, <clears throat> like how it's grown from the first first convention era, right? When <laughs> you know we got together and and didn't really know each other. Uh, most of us had never <laughs> have never met each other in person. Yep. Um, before you know, um, and you organized that. That was awesome. And it's grown from that to, uh, you know, I'm doing a cruise with in November with a uh, uh, bu- bunch of guys from all over the states, right? Yeah. All distads coming down uh, to do that. Um, guys are getting together all the time, looking for every opportunity they can. Uh, odds are, if you're in in Disney World, uh, you should turn around and look and see Joe um, or David. <laughs> Uh, one of them's going to be be right behind right. you. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, hey, if it's Joe, little... you'll know him because he's got a Mickey bar in his hand. <laughs> yeah, but you know the, these guys go and make it, the extra effort to pop in uh, to see guys, not just at Disney World, but but at their homes wherever. Uh, that friendship, it's a lifelong friendship that's developed uh, that wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for these conventions. You know, because that's where you really get to know each other. Um, so if you're not sure, come give it a try. You know, uh, book your book your room at the house. Uh, that's the, certainly the, the most economical option there. It's a great group of guys that are going in there. Uh, you're going to find somebody in that uh, house there that's going to want to do what you're going to do that day. That's what's really cool about it. You know, it may not be the same group of guys every day that you're going out with. Maybe you want to sleep in one day and hit the hot tub with Joe. Well, he's there. Maybe you want to be up early and and out the door. Well, guaranteed somebody, uh, there'll be a carload going for rope drop there. You know, there'll be a carload uh, probably coming back a little bit earlier. There'll be a, well, no, but we all pretty much close the parks down. (laughs) (laughs) But there's always an Uber. No, none of us really come back early. But you've got that opportunity here to to make some really great friends, meet some really awesome right. dads. All right. So, Willie, I know your plans are not definite yet, but you're you're definitely planning on going in terms yes, of definite plans. Yes, that was going to be my so. question. How long would you recommend a first-timer to come visit? Ten days. Woo! I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 Honestly, (laughs) you're good with that, I'm sure. Yeah, Um, I mean, I'm getting out of the snow. Right. I mean, my recommendation would be the original statement I had of of, it's your vacation. Do what you can do. Right. Everybody knows how many days of vacation time you get from your company that you can take off. Yeah, but he's boss. You. He gets as many I'm days as he wants. I own the ship. Well, all right. Go back to 10 days. He can do what he wants. Right? <laughs> Here, here's what I would say. I, I would say start with your core of you definitely want to get there. You want to be there by Thursday afternoon because usually okay. that's kind of a key gathering time. So yep. you want to be there, you know, by Thursday afternoon, and then you don't want to leave probably before Sunday, right? So if you can and stay at least till Sunday evening. I think I would have said Monday, but okay. Well, right. I mean, some yeah, people okay. need to get back to work. Yeah. You know, you I mean, yeah, but, the 5th to the ninth, the official date. Um, but I think all those guys that, that, you know, or, and, and some guys can only get that time off. Um, they always feel a little bit of regret. You know, they'd like to have come in a day or two earlier and stay a day or two longer. Right. You know, but um, it doesn't matter if you're Joe getting in on, you know, New Year's Eve, who once he's there, will find out that somebody else was there on the 28th and, you know, gosh, he missed out on something really cool. You know, or Terry, who's getting there on New Year's Day who, you know, will, will be disappointed that he missed out on the New Year's Eve fireworks because, wow, that thing was cool. I mean, it doesn't matter which end you miss out on. There's going to be something. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
But so uh, I'll come but, Wednesday and I'll go home Tuesday. There you go. That's actually a really good guideline because you've got uh, you've got the time to get settled in Wednesday a little bit, do a little bit of stuff that maybe you just want to do, get yep. to know a little bit of the guys before you before the uh, uh, the the event, uh, which is usually Thursday, um, and that, and then you know Sunday there's usually a wrap up of of some sort, but you've still got the Monday and Tuesday then to um, hang out with. Uh, get to know some of the guys a little bit better or do your own thing if that's right. what you want to do. Yeah, I mean, it's that opportunity to hang out with the folks that, that you've gotten to become, you know, friends with who, who happen to have the opportunity to stay later too. Right. Um, Perfect. And every once in a while, there are people who aren't able to get there until late. Um, one year I know that was, I met uh, Lee Nevo in the parks, you know, and he, he was not able to get there until the day after almost everybody else left, but I was still there. So he and I caught up with each other in Magic Kingdom. Right. Yeah, again, that's the way the group operates, right? Anybody goes on a vacation, you're always looking at the group and the calendar and say, who else is there while we're there? I mean, I got 10 minutes I can meet up for a Dizdad meetup and get a photo and, you know, check a name off of a list, right? But yeah. you think about the convention and that's potentially going to be your ability to check off 40, 50 <laughs> names off the list, right? Yeah. So... All right, so Tim, what's what's your you know I know that you're in a tough position this time because well I am you know you've got you had already existing plans like mm-hmm. on either end of the true with the convention in the middle so I know you've been struggling yep. with this where where I, are, are we are we more towards the show it up or are we more towards the uh, frustrated but gonna miss it. It's the, I just don't know yet. You know, the the thing is we're going, we're doing a week long cruise at the end of January and end of February. And um, my sister, brother-in-law are going on the cruise with us. And then we're going to spend a few days in the parks after that. So, you know, fitting the DDCC in is going to be a little more of a struggle, but what I would tell anybody listening to this is, you know, um, having been to, you know, a couple of these now. I've not been to all 10, not by any means. I've only been to a couple. But um, having, I've, well, I've met Joe, I've met Terry, I've met a lot of really great guys. And the thing is, we are, we're never you've strangers. Even met, you've even met Randall and Carl. I've met Randall I mean, and great Carl. guys and Randall I, and I, Carl. I hugs from Randall and I sat next to <laughs> Carl for dinner and it was awesome. And I've presided over the weddings of two Dizdads, two different Dizdads. And, you know, that... That who does that? You know, if you're not a really close group of guys, you know, how do you even get into that sort of thing? And that's that's what I would say to anybody that has not experienced the Disdaz convention or Disdaz really outside of just chatting or in the Facebook group, is that you know, we're a group of guys that it's more than just, oh yeah, there's this guy in Dallas like like, like Joe or up in Canada like Terry. Yeah. You meet these guys, you get to know them, you get to know who they are, who their families are, what, you know, how often they go, you know, all the things that make them part of what is important to you as a Diz Dad, as a, as a guy that likes Disney parks and the Disney experience. And it's, it's, it's something you can't replace. It's, it's not something that, uh, um, that fits within anything else. It's it's uh, the ability to sit around with a bunch of guys that have the common love of Disney and share stories and share experiences and create new experiences. Example, DDCC seven three years ago. Um, you know, we were a little bit late to the party, but we met up in Magic Kingdom with every you know the rest of the guys, and here we are on on Thunder Mountain, and you know. I'm sitting in the front, so we're, we're we're starting up a hill, and I start this stroke, stroke, stroke. The whole train is doing this, going up the mountains now. You know, it's just something that you can't replace. It's a it's a it's a quantity of guys that just you know have a, a common interest, a common love, and um, the fact that we have that in common gives us a jumping off place to be friends with each other, to be close to each other, to create those relationships and friendships with one another. And, uh, you know, my my plans are still up in the air a little bit, but, you know, 
barring something bizarre, I will be there. I owe my son. Um, you know, my daughter and I got to take a trip together this summer, and and the deal with uh, that was that John would get his, you know, solo with dad trip uh, for uh, in January. So, um, you know, that's that's still the plan. Just got to get the details figured out. But, um, you know, I mean, for me. This has been a, a rather challenging last couple of years for lots of reasons. Um, and um, I got to say that, that the one thing that has been uh, an anchor for me, um, a rock for me all along, has been that Diz Dads community. Um, you know, when things were the, the hardest, it was, it was Diz Dads who reached out um, to make sure that I was okay, to make sure that, you know, did I need anything? Was there anything they could do? Yes, about? sir. Yes, sir. Um, and that community is priceless. So well, not I'm only look that, forward to seeing everybody about, again. And we've you got each other's facts, no matter what. Somebody who's probably been through it before you, right? Yeah. It becomes a good sounding board or just a you know, somebody to lend an ear. Right. Whatever it may be. Exactly. And we and we talk about CJ Fergola. He was a dis dad for many years, and he passed away a few years ago. And at, at DDCC seven, we all got together. We recognized him. He, he we even had his name on our T shirts that we wore that year. And you know that was just he he was a great guy. We love him. We love his daughter. Um, and it, you can't buy an experience like that where you know there are guys that just know each other. We love each other. We love our each other's families. You you don't get that just in your everyday life. You just don't. It doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean to bolt onto that, right? You think about the things we've done as a group, not related to Disney, right? So when nicely adopted the kids and turned to the nicely eight, right? Yes, yes. Got together and helped them out, right? We think about when Carl got sick and couldn't work that year, right? And he couldn't make DDCC. We got together and helped him out. Uh, when Matt, uh, Birchfield's daughter, uh, I believe it was Crohn's disease she ended up with, yeah. but traveling back and forth across uh, state lines trying to get her the medical help she needed and trips down to specialists and stuff. We helped him out. And we, we've done it several times over the years. Yeah. This year alone, right? Jeff Fry. Jeff Fry, um, yep. An unfortunate situation. Jeff doing great today. It looks like uh, they're on their way to Panama City. Thank God. Um, we help yeah, him he out. Right? So it's a great group of guys that will get together and we do treat each other like family. Yeah, we do. And that's, that's, that is just the most amazing thing. It really is for a, for a group, a group of 500 plus guys that don't know each other from Adam, other than the fact that we all have this one thing in common, that's the Disney experience. And we take that Disney experience and we make it our own. And, and thanks to his special Disney water. Most of us know Adam. Most of us know Adam. Yes. Yes, that's water. Do miss that dispad water. (laughs) On that note, um, bottom line is that, you know, we're going to be there. um, We're going to find a way to get Tim there. And uh, we'd love to see you there too. So uh, until next time, I've been your Diz Dad's Podcast Plus host, Aaron Ripmaster, along with my co-hosts, Willie Crocker. Have a wicked wild night. And Tim Hicks. We'll see you real soon. And our very special guests, Terry Hawkins. Aloha, y'all. Tim, I really hope we see you in January. Aaron, looking forward to seeing you and John again in January. And Willie, looking forward to meeting you in January. And Joe Masters. I don't play that. Great evening, all. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of this Dis Dads Plus podcast. Uh, we will see you in January. Which is maybe not real soon, but close. It's close enough.
Let's get a, a level check from Joe. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. And one from Terry. Hello, you bastards. How is that? Yeah. 